1: It's time for the B A Q A A. The B A Q A. What you say? The B A Q A ain't no mandate, but the B A Q A is Tiffany. Okay, the B A Q A A. Me and my high pony, wearing my five dollars shirt that says Black and Beautiful because what? I'm both. Okay, get you somebody who could do both. So. I'm going to do this BAQA by myself and my lonely. Um, We have a Monday question, and then I also have a business question. Um, I'm just trying to make sure my high point. I just feel like the pony's not giving what I want to give. Anyway, we're going to focus. Okay. I had therapy today, so I'm feeling very zen. Okay? Do you guys go to therapy? I feel like if you're black, you need to. (laughs) I feel like everyone needs therapy, but especially black and brown people. My therapist is awesome. Dr. Green, she's awesome. I recommend therapy because it will help if you are one place. Therapy is like mentorship, right? Or like, you know, being like a having a teacher because it will help you get to from the place you are to the place you want to be in a more concise way. Because oftentimes I've done a lot of self-work, like many of you listening. I'm sure you've done a lot of self-work, but I cannot tell you how much faster I've been able to get to some of my internal, mental, emotional goals as a result of therapy that maybe it would have taken me years to kind of figure out on my own because you know you're trying and failing, trying and failing. And so a really good therapist helps to give you shortcuts to the place that you want to be internally. And it's top tier, okay? Top tier. I could not have made it through grief without therapy? And there's just other things I've worked on. I mean, I'm just a, I don't even recognize the person that I am. I mean, outside of the grief, I was doing therapy before that. And so I just recommend this, you know, this is not B A Q It is really because it's like, it's a, a question some of you guys ask me sometimes. And I just highly, highly, highly recommend it. You might have to go through a few therapists before you find the right one. You want to feel super comfortable. You want to not feel um, judged or afraid. You get to decide. Like for some people... Let's just say you didn't have a mother figure, so you might want a therapist that kind of fulfills that energy for you. You know, for me, I kind of wanted a therapist. I specifically wanted a black woman that who was around my age, because I needed like a homegirl esque feel when talking to my therapist. You know, that's the energy that I needed um, for where I am in my life now. I know a friend of mine. His dad is not super present and he needed, he loves the fact that his therapist is an older black man. My friend is a young black man. Um, And, you know, he said, because it kind of is like, I get to lean into that component that I've been missing. So anyway, I just say all that to say, get you some therapy, Um, girl. Dr. Joy, who we've had on the show before, you guys have heard of her on the show before. She has a book called out called Supporting Your Sisters, I believe. Hey, Dr. Joy. But Dr. Joy also is the founder of BlackGirlTherapy.com. And I don't believe you have to be just a woman, but I mean, and, and it's full of therapists who are both men and women. So it's just a great place to start if you're looking. All right. If you're looking for love, I see what I've seen. All right. We're going to start with a money question. And then we're going to do a business question. Okay. Okay. All right. So this question came in from the emails. Hi ladies. Well, it's just me. Hey ladies. Why is that? We can't go through. I'll be cutting up when Mandy's not here. I started listening to your podcast late last year and I find it very informative. Thanks girl. I turned 50 years old last December, 2020. I'm a single mom of a seven year old daughter. Yep. I'm a late bloomer and a sole financial provider. Okay. So you had your baby when you were 43, which you know, girl, that's cute. Cause I'm 43. Okay. I'm looking for ideas and best options to optimize slash invest the excess income from my regular job to generate passive income that can help boost my retirement income. Okay. So she has a job, she has excess income left over after paying bills and everything else. And she wants it to, she wants her money to make money. So that way she can be ready for retirement. Got you. I'm thinking to retire at about 20, I mean, at about 62 slash 63 years old. Okay. When my daughter finishes high school, that's cute. Love that. But I would work a part-time for benefits until Social Security, if there is any, to get. And Medicare kicks in. Um, I don't know what barista fire, uh, but I know what fire stands for. Fire stands for um, Financial Independence Retire Early. But I don't know what barista fire is, if I'm being honest. That's what she wrote here. So she wants to retire early because typically retirement age starts about 65. She wants to retire early. But she might work a little part-time, you know, in the meantime until, you know, so she can have her benefits. Um, I'm assuming wherever you work, you won't be able to take your benefits with you. Um, okay. She says, I own my own house outright. Yes, girl. Mm-hmm. So I only pay taxes, insurance, and HOA utilities monthly. Okay. I have no debt. Yes, queen. Uh, I stand you. My retirement account is decent. And I contribute about 16% of my salary, but not at the catch-up max contribution limit. Okay. So just so you know, I believe if you... Oh my goodness. Let's see. Let me remind myself. When can you start doing retirement catch-up? Because you know my memory. There is um, a catch-up age. You can start... Um, okay, so catch-up contributions, you can start doing catch-up contributions when you're 50. That just means there is typically a max that you can contribute to a retirement account, like an um, an individual retirement account or a Roth individual retirement account. So these are just in, um, retirement accounts that you have, right? Um, so there are limits. So let's just say the limit is normally $6,000, Um, For the catch-up contribution, it might be, um, actually, let's not even guess. Let's look at what it currently is. Right right about now. How about now? Because I'm up right now. Okay, so so for example, for an IRA contribution, for those 50 and older, it's $7,500, which is an additional $1,000 because for everybody else, like me, I'm 43, I can max out in my IRA, IRA, my individual retirement account, I can max out at $6,500 a year. But if you're 50 and above, you can put um, 7,500. They do that because they know some people had not might be behind in setting aside for retirement. And so they're letting you add an additional $1,000 a year. So that's what she's saying. She's not maxing out at her. She's not doing the full catch-up contribution. She's not doing the 7,500 just yet. But she is maxing out on her HSA, HSA um, that's a health savings account. And she started a Roth in 2021, but she's leery. A Roth is another retirement account, type of retirement account, but she's leery of losing money in stocks outside of her 401k. So she's only putting about half the annual max. She also has a 529 plan. That's a um a college fund um that you can set aside. And there are tax benefits to that for her daughter, and her emergency fund is six months. Um um, is that six months in about eight to nine months if she goes on a noodle budget? Girl, you are just so you have an emergency fund of six months, but if you noodle budget it, it's really like eight to nine months. I mean, are you my bestie? I feel like I could be doing more, but I'm not sure what. I'm about to strangle you because you're doing all the things. But, well, I do have some suggestions. Is this the time that I should probably sit with a financial planner or financial advisor? And which would you recommend and why? Thanks for your time, thankful South Florida listener. So, as a recap, we have this amazing 50-year-old woman who has a daughter who's seven. She wants to retire about the time that her daughter hits high school, which is in about 12 years. And But this woman does not have any debt. She does own her own house. Um, so she, she has to pay the carrying costs, insurance taxes, and things like that. She is contributing to her retirement fund. Through her 401k as well as a Roth IRA, which is a retirement account that you can do outside of your job. She's not maxing out either one of those. She has a 529 plan for her daughter, which is a college um, uh, tax beneficial college savings plan. And she has emergency funds of six months and eight to nine months if she had to get down and get her noodle on. So, first things first, I pop up. She's on the hunt. Anyway. First things first, what I would say, Florida, South Florida listener, is you're doing amazing. Amazing, amazing. I just want you for a moment to look into the mirror and say, I am freaking doing amazing. You are. In fact, you're debt free. You own your home. You're contributing to two retirement accounts. You're contributing to a college fund. You have emergency savings. You know what a noodle budget is? Girl, I need you to pause for the cause. Breathe in, breathe out. I'm awesome. I'm awesome. I need you to say that, because this is amazing. This is goals. Now, I do see some places where, before you start thinking about um, some other place because she she basically wants to know is there like, is there other ways that she can kind of like make her money work for her? And this is what I say. One, you did say you're contributing 16 percent of your salary um, to your retirement account, um, but you're not quite up to the catch-up contribution amount. I say you know, if you have extra money, consider you like putting more in your four one K if you're allowed to, because you know, you haven't quite put the seven you know, seventy five hundred. That's a place where you could put extra money if you have extra money. Another thing that you you mentioned is that you started a Roth and I know you're leery of like losing money in stocks, but you have over 10 years before you are set to retire or you desire to retire. And so typically within 10 years, 10 to, 10 to 13 years is about how we see stocks go down and up and down and up. So you have time to rebound. So you might want to consider maxing out your Roth IRA as well. So like maxing out your 401k and maxing out your Roth IRA. You know, those are two places that you can put extra money because the thing is this, the benefit of a 401k, they both give you tax benefits, but two different sides of the tax game. Follow with me. The benefit of a 401k is that currently right now, it will lower your tax burden. So let's just pretend that South Florida listener makes $100,000 a year, right? And of the $100,000, she puts, I don't know, I'm just making up the number, $5,000 into her her 401k. The government says, well, you didn't make a hundred thousand. You made a hundred thousand minus the five that you put up for retirement. So we're going to charge you taxes, not on a hundred, but on the 95. So you get your tax benefits up front with a 401k. Yay. And lower our taxes. We like that. That's cute. Right. And then when you go to retire and you start to pull money out, you pay taxes on the back end. So you save on tax on the front end, and then you pay taxes on the back end. That's the benefit of a 401k, front end savings, lean in. Now, the benefits of a Roth IRA is that a Roth IRA is different in that it is money that you put into a retirement account after you pay your taxes. So you get your $100,000, you get, you paid $100,000 a year, but not really. When it's all said and done, maybe you get 70, right? After taxes and everything else, right? So from that money, you set aside and you put it in your Roth IRA. Maybe you put, you know, I don't know, $3,000 into your Roth IRA, so the the ta- the money has been taxed. They don't got their money because this is money that you're putting into this retirement account after from your take home pay paycheck. So, but when you go to pull that $3,000 out that you've been putting every single year, when you go to pull it out, that money um most likely has grown. So you don't have to pay taxes on the money you already paid taxes on and you don't have to pay taxes on the growth. So it's like am so what you will hear many financial advisors say is that, like, you want to have a retirement strategy that allows you, one, to take advantage of um, paying lower taxes now through your 401k and then paying lower taxes later through your Roth IRA. And you're doing both, but you haven't maximized both. So that might be something that you want to look into, maximizing both if you have extra. Okay? And so, like, other than that, honestly, it sounds like you're doing amazing. You know, like, It does. I don't know if there are. So there is a point where I was here, South Florida listener, where I was doing all the things. I was maxed out on all the things, and and I kind of had gotten myself to as good as I knew how to get myself. I didn't have any debt, you know. I owned a home, all the things, just like you. And that is when I reached out to a financial advisor, and I said, "I've done. I've taken myself as far as I can take myself, and I know I'm solid. But can I do even better?" And that's when I sat with my financial advisor, Anjali, and she kind of walked me through other things. Like, for example, you have a seven year old. What is your life insurance looking like? You know, do you have a policy that will be able to look after her? God forbid something should happen to you. You know, like, have you done estate planning? So you won't be here forever, just because that's the nature of being a human being, right? So, how do you want, like, so for example, I have a trust and my trust dictates how my nieces and nephew and my stepdaughter will receive the funds that I've left um, behind for them over a period of like between now until they age 30. You know, like, do you want that for your daughter? Um, so a financial advisor, you know, uh, or um, well, really you want a certified financial planner, CFP, South Florida listener. That is the gold standard of financial advisors. Almost anyone can be a financial advisor, but... CFP, a certified financial planner. They have to take tests. They have to, you know, they gotta, they have to like keep their um, license up. They also have to be a fiduciary, which means by law, they gotta put you first. They gotta put me first, Lucius. (laughs) I gotta put me first, okay? So there's not like a, I can't say, oh, I'm gonna recommend, like obviously I love Anjali, but I don't even know if she's taking on clients right now. But so it's not like, oh, I'm gonna recommend. Um, this particular financial planner, you're going to have to interview some. You're actually going to go to getgoodwithmoney.com because I have a tool that you're going to use, you, South Florida listener, anybody else listening, not Hustle Magazine. What is going on? Get, oh, I said get good money. Ooh, child. You know, if you type in getgoodmoney.com, it takes you to Hustle Magazine and Get Good Money, Hustle Mama Magazine. (laughs) That's hilarious. Anyway. You are going to getgoodwithmoney.com, and there's a little green button at the top that says get the GGWM Get Good With Money Toolkit, so you're going to click on that. Not the book club kit, although you can get that if you want it, but you're here for the toolkit, okay? You're going to put your name and email in, the toolkit is going to pop up automatically or whatever, okay? And then what you're going to do is you're going to scroll down to chapter... Down 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 down. You're gonna scroll down to chapter. I believe it's chapter nine. Yes, no, no. It's gonna be. It's gonna be me. What did I do? Okay, no. You're gonna find financial professional. Okay. You're gonna scroll down to chapter ten. Um. Uh. Ninety percent whole. Pick your money team. Okay. And you're going to click the first link, which is my so-called financial life template. It's just a free template that I created that I could share with potential certified financial planners before interviewing them. That's literally what it says. It says my so-called financial life template. Use this template to create your own and share it with potential certified financial planners before interviewing them. Click, you're gonna click and it's gonna open to a Google Doc for you. And here is what you're gonna fill out before you even start interviewing financial planners, okay? And so this is just going to be really helpful because it's really helpful to find a planner um, when you share um, this with a planner. You can share before you getting get on the phone with them because they'll be able to say, oh, actually, I don't. Some planners specialize in helping divorced women or um, families or millennials or whatever. So you're I love this template because I used it. I must have sent it out to 30 financial advisors and and. I only interviewed 12 of them because the other ones were like, oh, no, we're actually not a fit. So instead of me getting on the phone, I just sent them this, said, hey, my friend suggested you, here's my financial life in a nutshell. Do you think that I'm a fit? And they got to vet themselves. So one, you're going to do that first, okay? And then so, okay, after you do that, um, you will see also under chapter 10 of this toolkit, um, the third bullet says, financial advisor search sites. And there's some search sites. There's three of them that have on here, right? And so you can click on any one of them and start to search for a financial advisor in your area. Remember, you're looking for a certified financial planner and you want fee only. You don't want to pay someone based upon the percentage of money they have invested because that gets to be very, very, very expensive. You want to be able to pay out of pocket. Some places you can just pay for the conversation for the, you know, sometimes you can pay for annually for the year. Um, so, if it was me, South Florida listener, I don't know that I would sign up with somebody to work with them for the whole year. You might not need to do all that. You might, you might just need to sit with someone, pay for two hours or three hours of their time, and say, here is my, my, you know, my so-called financial life, which is basically what you just did in this email, and here's where I'd like to be. What are some suggestions that what I should do? You know, and they can just make those suggestions. You could do them yourself. And if you find that there are heavier lifts than you think, then you, maybe you can hire them to help you do that. Does that make sense? Okay. All right, we're going to wrap up and do your homework again. Okay. You're going to go again to getgoodwithmoney.com. That is, I wrote a New York Times bestselling book, yada, yada, yada. But there's a free toolkit there that you're going to get instant access to. You can scroll to chapter 10. First bullet, download that life template. Anybody can do this. This is like for everyone listening, right? Fill that out. Third bullet, start using these sites to find a financial advisor. And when you see one you're interested in, or you can ask family and friends before you get on the phone so you don't waste their time and yours, you're going to send them your my so-called financial life template that you filled out and let them, you know, let them decide whether you're fit or not, and then start to interview them. Okay. Again, certified financial planners only, fee only. Okay. There's also a ton of resources here that are all free. Well, yeah, for the most part. Yeah. I mean, some of these are like book suggestions, so maybe those are not free, but you know what I mean? Like my stuff in here is free. Okay. Okay. Wasn't that good or whatever? It was. All right. We're going to take a break, a pause for the cause, a pause for the cause, a pause for the cause. For the cause. We're going to take a pause for the cause. Um, that was a great letter. Honestly, I love when, you know, we, we have it all together, you know, and I love the fact that you're reaching and wanting to do um, better and more, but I just hope you, you pat yourself on the back because you're doing incredible, incredible. Hey, <laughs> All right. We'll be back in a moment.
0: Hey, BA fam. This episode is sponsored by State Farm. just visit squarespace.com/brownambition to get your discount today remember your online success story begins with squarespace so what are you waiting for let's build something extraordinary together to figure out how to put their money in the market and set it and forget it and be at peace with that because you know Betterment has got you covered with their automated investment and savings app. Their technology is going to give you advanced tools that are built to help you maximize those returns. All you got to do is visit Betterment.com to get started. Learn more about high-yield cash accounts at Betterment.com. Investing involves risk, performance not guaranteed. Cash reserve offered through Betterment LLC and Betterment Security. Securities. betterment is not a bank do
1: you ever have subscriptions that you forget about i did mm-hmm. do you have a hard time canceling those subscriptions because they seem tricky or time-consuming raise your hand i know it's you okay rocket money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions monitors your spending and helps lower your bills yes I can see all my subscriptions in one place, and if I see something I don't want, I cancel it with a tap. I've never had to get on the phone with customer service in order to do so. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. Okay? So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Brown Ambition. That's rocketmoney.com slash Brown Ambition. Rocketmoney.com slash Brown Ambition. And I'm back. And I'm black and I'm brown ambition. I'm black and I'm black and I'm brown ambition. I'm black and I'm black and I'm brown ambition. Don't you wish we could be friends? Hey. Okay, so we are back for question numero dos. Sidebar, what you guys do? Like, I... You know, round these parts, I don't celebrate the 4th because mm, when the 4th of July was conceived, my people were still in slavery, okay? But I do enjoy that day off to do whatever the hell I want to do. And we went to the shore. I rented a shore house and had my family and friends come on through, which was pretty awesome. This is my third year in in a row doing it. You know what I really love about kids? They will have you doing things that you won't do for yourself, but you absolutely will do for them. Right. So I started to do the short house because um, my Mimi and my Ro Ro, my sister's um, two kids that live closest to me. And I, I got to shout out Lily. That's my other niece. She's my boo boo, too. She just lives in Chicago. So I don't see her as regularly. But my Mimi and my Ro Ro were like, Auntie, um, I've never been to a beach, but I saw it on YouTube. Can we go? And I was like, not only could we go, I'm going to rent a house. And I did the, like two years ago or three years ago or whenever before COVID And then they enjoyed it so much, they were like, ooh, when are we going to go back to your beach house? I was like, it's not my house. They are like, girl, semantics, when are we going back? And so last year we went again, and then this year we went again, and it was so much fun. And it was like such a blessing, honestly, to be surrounded. That's one of the things I learned in therapy. Like my my, – Dr. Green always reminds me. She said, Tiffany, you are extremely blessed. I am. I am inundated with love. I mean, between y'all, because y'all be loving on me hard, okay? I can't even step out these streets without a black woman coming up to me and pouring good thoughts and love and kindness into me, you know? And then I have amazing family and even, you know, I won't say even more amazing, but amazing friends, you know? And then, like, I have y'all. And so when I was at the Beach House, uh, June 28th um, is my, was my uh, sixth wedding anniversary. It would have been. Well, I guess you can still say. I don't know, child. Um, so this is my second one without Jarrell. And so the first year I didn't want to be with anybody. Like I had rented like uh, a house in upstate New York so I can scream and cry by myself, which I did. Um, and this time I wanted to be surrounded by love. And I was even, a, even, even my, my bonus baby. She was there, which is so nice. Cause you know, she's 16. So child, she acts like she didn't want to do nothing. But last minute she's like, I think I'm going to gal. I was like, oh, for reals. And she came and she had a really good time too. So it was nice to be surrounded by live. Um, so, yeah, I just was just sharing, like, what my, you know, what my, um, my 4th of July or whatever, 15 days after Juneteenth, as we call around these parts, look like. But I hope, you know, you are also surrounded by love, you know? Because the crazy thing about loss, of loss of life, is life still goes on. It's like the weirdest thing, you know? Because you're like, wait, how come everything has not paused, How come the world has not paused? The world doesn't pause. So life can be lost and life still goes on at the same time. And it is the trippiest, hardest, most just craziest like ride to go on. Some days I'm okay. Some days I'm not okay. But I know one of the things I talk about the grief so much with y'all is because so many of you come up to me and tell me how you lost like your, your own partner or your child or your mom or your dad or your aunt whoever you love so deeply and dearly and you say you just appreciate hearing the ups and the downs and, you know, like the truth of what grief looks like here to like not make it this hidden dark secret. Like, no, you know, if you are fortunate enough not to have have gone through um, an extreme loss, um, then, you know, you're really fortunate because it shifts you at the most cellular level. You are no longer the same. You know, and all you can hope is that somehow you can see yourself through, although you carry that thing with you forever, you know? Like, I don't care how many years have passed. I don't care how many years have passed. Whenever I talk, I was talking to someone the other day, we were talking about business, and he kind of casually mentioned, like, oh, yeah, nine years ago, you know, that's when my son was tragically murdered. And I was like, what? What? I was like, I'm so sorry. And he was taken by surprise. And I told him, I was like, you know, I lost my husband less than two years ago. He was like, yeah. And we were both really quiet on the phone for a while. And I was like, I know people might tell you it's been nine years. It hasn't, like nine minutes, right? He was like, yeah. And so, you know, I like to take a pause to honor the fact that I don't care if it's been 19 years, 90 years, or nine minutes, you know, a loss is loss is loss. So, you know, you are allowed to feel that and lean into it. Like a wave. That's what Dr. Green teaches me, that grief. Once she taught me that, that worked so well. That sometimes, in the beginning, girl, you're just drowning. Go ahead and drown. Just make sure people around you can catch you. Because what you going to do? But over time, I learned that sometimes the wave that normally would drown me in the very beginning, I was bracing as if it was going to drown me. But she's like, if you just wait it out, you find that the wave actually just hits your ankles and then goes back into the ocean. And then get your knees and go back into your... Like if you just waited out, that not every wave knocks you out. And so once I literally started to visually imagine when the wave of emotion and sadness would come over me, I would visually imagine it like standing at the edge of the ocean, at the shore or Florida or wherever, and then realizing, oh, this is just a temporary wave. This is not. This is not a tsunami. This is actually not going to knock me out. I just have to wait it out. Sometimes it's moments. Sometimes it's, you know... Minutes, sometimes a seconds, I could literally be brushing my teeth and just start hysterically crying. And I'm like, all right, cry, go ahead. And then the wave will wash over me, and then it'll go back into the sea. And that has helped tremendously. So it's not fighting against it. It's like the wave is going to wave either way. Just be still in the moment. So I hope that helps you. So I know that seems random, but it's not random because I was talking to one of my mentees today that recently just lost um, his grandmother, Um a couple of days ago. So it just had me thinking about grief all over again. And he has been in business for a couple of years. And, um, you know, he's been having a hard time. Um, and he was just asking like, how do you just even start Tiffany? You know, like he's it has been like, I think like five years, he's had a little made a little money here, there, you know, and it's like, not from this big budget needs to space where like I have access and knowledge how do you just start? And so me answering the question for him and it's funny because he called me and then I have another mentee who has like a business that you probably know if I say it, but still he was kind of struggling too. Um, He has a business with his wife and I was like, I know his wife for a long time and we were talking on the phone for like an hour and I was just kind of pouring into him and I thought this is going to be a good question to answer. Like how, how do you how do you start? you know, how do you start to walk towards success in business? And what both of them, they both have businesses that very much are good for the community. You know? Like it's good for our community. Like these are black centric, focused businesses that are meant to uplift and uphold and enhance and empower our communities. And so they've been doing that work. For a number of years, and they're like, but I'm not making sustainable money. And this lesson took me a long time to learn, but you've been to learn it today. Okay, go get your notebook. Go get you a notebook. So here's the lesson I had to learn, because I too have a community based business, that doing a good job with the community side is not the same thing as making money. I know it's like, what? Okay. You have to have an impact plan, if that's what you so desire, and then a separate income plan. Many of us who start businesses to be of service to our people, we already have the impact plan. We know it's built into our DNA. Girl, you out here to help, right? And then, like, and I know it took me four or five years of perfecting my impact plan and wondering why I was still broke before I realized I don't actually have a plan to make money. I just assume if I make the bigger the impact, money would come. It's a lie. Maybe every once in a while you get a little lucky. You almost you hit a lake. But the truth of the matter is that's not actually how it works. Like that's really actually not how it works. That like You have to have a separate income plan. Here's the crazy thing. You can have major impact, make no money. You can have all this income and not have impact on people in a positive way. That's the crazy part. Like, you, if you could literally just have an income plan to have a successful business. But how you want to sleep at night? Because I sleep good. So I like to have an impact and an income plan. <clears throat> okay. Now, how you and yours do in your household, that's up to you. But what I'm saying is, is that you always have to have an income plan. How will I make money? Separate from the impact. How will I make money? And so I started, once I realized that I started to really look, I'm like, wow, all the things I'm doing to create impact, none of these things make me money. (laughs) And if I'm being honest, the budget Nisa, which is my first business, my first baby, I still struggle with that because my first mind is always impact, impact, impact. I'll give you an example. I recently did a wealth walk in Maryland. And so my wealth walk went really good. Like the first wealth walk I had in um, Jersey, I think like fifty people showed up, which was nice. We just walked and talked about money. The second walk I had in Maryland, about a hundred people showed up, and then this time we went live, and four thousand people showed up live. It went great, but the wealth walk is impact, and it was such a heavy lift for my team, and it cost me money to fly out there and to get a hotel and to hire the photographer and da 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 da. There was no income. <laughs> And people keep saying, "Oh, can you do a wealth walk? Can you-? I can't afford to do that, and I'm struggling with. I want to do more wealth walks because they were. It was so amazing because one, y'all know, I've been walking, child, right? Snitches, sis, has been getting snatched, right? And I know for our community, especially for um, Black and Brown people, but especially for Black women, the impact of like um, of the stress. And diabetes and high blood pressure and hypertension—all these things we carry in our body. That walking is a great tool. That for the majority of us is not overly taxing. You know, it's a community-based activity. It's so good for your legs and your limbs and all of that. For most people, not everyone. I know everyone is not able. But the beautiful part about the wealth walk is that we walk, and then those who could not walk, we came back anyway to a, you know, safe secure place. And then we talk about money. And the last one I did was with the um, councilman, councilman at large, Will Jawando, in Maryland. And he talked about how to, how to lean into legislation and your politicians in a way that will impact your wealth. So it was awesome. I mean, Will was so knowledgeable from how to get money for your businesses to how to purchase a home, using the tools available to you in your state. It was just so impactful no income all of that awesome and i know if i do the next one 200 and the next one 300 and the next one 400 and no income and i realize okay i have to have an income plan and so some of the things i can do is i can sell t-shirts like wealth walk t-shirts i thought about that also i can say hey brands hey brands looking like you always do why don't you sponsor a wealth walk because you get these people in person 100, 200 300 and then on top of that you get thousands of people watching the walk the talk part of the wealth walk um and so there's like you know potential for sponsorship there um so I have not done those things yet but what I'm saying is that even me a seasoned entrepreneur 15 years in the game I still struggle with the income impact component okay? And so I was telling my um, my mentees about, so here's how I had him start, and I, hopefully these these will help for you. You ready? Get your pen out. I know you're probably driving the car, and pull over to the side of the road. Get your pen out. I said, so here are the steps. One, I always visualize, whenever I'm trying to reach a goal, I always visualize a whiteboard, typically a cork board, and I say, put your numbers on the board. So I want you to visualize a whiteboard or a cork board and put a number at the top of the board, and so that number can be a number of people you want to sign up for your email list or whatever. But we're talking about income right now, so we're gonna put a num- an income number on the board, and it has to be um, folk. It has to be based on something t- um, concrete. So for one of my mentees, it was based upon he was filing some paperwork for his business or whatever, and like he had some lawyer fees, blah 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 blah. And I was like, add up those fees so you can get very clear on the number, you know? So for you, you want to get very clear on, so I don't want you to just come up with some random, oh, I would love to make 10,000. I don't care about all that. What number do you need to make for a specific reason? Because it's going to give you purpose to walk toward it. So you might say, honestly, I need to make 3,500 because that's how much three months worth of rent in the place that I want to rent. I don't know. I'm just make it to them. Or maybe you need to get materials for whatever the, the paintings that you sell. And the materials you added it all up, it's like 1,200. I don't know. Get that number on the board and a time frame. Numbers are critical. So that's going to go on the top of your board. It can go on a real board or the board in your head. Okay? That goes first on the board. Okay? Very clear. So it's the number that you need to hit, a specific number based upon a specific goal, and a time frame. Those two numbers go on top. Second on the board is that's your must-make number. Second number on the board is your like-to-make number. So let's just say it's $1,200 is what you need to make in order to buy the materials to do your paintings. But ideally, you would love to make $2,000 in, in the next three months. So maybe you said to yourself, you know, I want to like, I'm, I'm, you know, I, I have three months because, um, I don't know, Essence Fest or Invest Fest or whatever's coming up, and I need my paintings to be ready by then. Know or whatever, I'm just making it up. Like, that's why you have the three month time frame. You need to make the 1200 because you added up how much paint and and whatever things you need are going to cost you. And 1200 is what you need to make. Second number on the board, what I'd like to make it would be cute if I could make 2,000 now. Okay, a little boost up, a little reach. So, that's the second number on the board. You with me? Okay, third thing on the board is I want you, if you already have been in business, I want you to write down. A number of ways you've already made money before. So you might say, you know, I did sell one painting before, or, um, I did sell a t-shirt before, or, um, you know what? My, my sister's best friend did pay me to make a cake. I need you to write down all the ways you've made money before. And if you haven't made any money, cause you're brand new, I need you to write down ways that people have made money in the space that you're in before. I'm not talking about big, big ways. I'm talking about people who are at similar size and you're like, yo, my homegirl. you know, um, she sold, I don't know, acrylic nails or she's done retightening of hair or whatever that is. So either ways you've made money before or ways that you've seen someone who's about at your level has made money before, okay? Write down as many ways as possible. you right, you ready. So remember, number one, how many time frame and a specific amount that you want to make within that time frame based upon specific goals, not just these random things, based upon specific goals. Two, same time frame, but your stretch goal. Add another 500 to it, and add 1,000 to it, stretch goal. Three, ways that you've already made money in this space already or ways that you've seen people who are at your level, very beginner level, make money in this space. Okay. And so we're doing three. Now, 3A three is now here are, here are the ways because you can't do all the things, right? So let's just say you write down 10 different ways that you've made money in this way before or you've seen people who are beginning to make money in this way. You can't chase all of them. So you're going to write down these four questions you're going to ask yourself and it has to say yes to these four for you to decide if maybe you're going to do it. One, you have to ask yourself, um, like ideally... Um, you know, uh, I think it's three questions really, but really, like I said, um, have you made money in this way before, right? Have I made money in this way before, or have I seen someone who was very beginner make money in this way? Cause we want to know, is it possible? We're not guessing out here. Now this is not your life business plan, 10 year plan. this is a make money now plan in the next three months, right? Or four months or whatever. Have I made money like this before? Have I seen a beginner make money like this before? Yes. Moving along. Two, can I do this by myself? Because one of my friends, he was like, oh, if I only had a team. I'm like, what? That's like saying if I only had a magic wand. Duh. If we all had humongous teams, if we only had a million dollars, if we only had no worries, if I only could eat cake and not get fat. I mean, what are we saying? Of course. But you don't got none of them things. So step two is, can I do it without a team? Can I do this by myself? Like I said, this is not a forever plan. This is just a in-the-moment plan so I can get to my first major financial goal, you know? Can I do this by myself? When I first, the first six, seven years of it was me, myself, and now that's all I got to the end. And I'm on that, okay? Can I do it by myself? That's question number two. If you can't do it by yourself, like if you're fortunate that maybe your, your significant other is helping, or maybe you got a sister helping, great, cute for you. But in large part for most of us, can I do this by myself to start? Third question, can I, is this possible within a time frame? Because sometimes what I will find, especially with new entrepreneurs, they'll have these huge ideas, and but that's a five year plan, bro. We're talking about five months from now, max. Like, don't give me no five year plan. You don't have no money coming in tomorrow. Like you might not be here in five years to see that through. Can I do this within my timeframe? I would not make a time frame more than five months. Honestly, I'm looking at like three months on average, that time frame. You know? Like, can I do this within the time frame? Is that possible? Yes, I can bake a cake and sell a cake within three months. Okay, there you go. And then fourth is, do I not have to come out of pocket, really? Or is it nominal? Meaning, like, hmm, like, what can I do to keep my cost as low as possible because I don't have any money? You know, like, maybe baking a cake, you might go, I do have to spend a little bit of money to start. Well, what's cheaper than the cake? Are cookies cheaper than cakes I could sell that instead? You know what I mean? Or... Can I do pre orders of these cakes instead for people who've already eaten cakes for me? Can I do it without taking much money out of pocket or zero money out of pocket? You see how you have to be clever? So, those are the four questions you're asking under number three Have I done this before? Made money? Because you wanna, I don't want you guessing. So, that is your preliminary I ain't never made no real money. I'm still super new in business. Or oh, you've been in business for a while, but you're not really sure, like, you know, why you're not making no money. That is a preliminary income plan ain't that good child (laughs) i'm not gonna lie i'm smart (laughs) no but for real that's a preliminary plan and when i told it to my my two um i've got about three male mentees and everybody else is like women And I told it to them. They were like, oh my gosh, I could do that. And right away, they started texting me like, yo, here's all the fees that I have to pay. And so I know my number, $3,800. I know my number, $1,200. Okay. In three months, I really have to have it done or this thing expires. Okay. But my stretch numbers, I would love to make $4,500. Okay. Here are the three ways that I've made money before. Then we started to look at those ways. Once those ways answer those four questions, Boom, I've made money like this before. I've seen someone do it. Boom, it don't take more money out of the pocket uh, or very little. Boom, I could do it within a time frame. Boom, I could do it by myself. It answers those questions. Then we started to like, I said, let's put some money, more money on the board. Once you start to you look at your list of number three, you start to eliminate those things or don't and say yes to those four questions. And then I started to say, okay, you sold merch before. You told me that the merch made you uh um two hundred fifty dollars. Can you put merch down for five hundred? I think if you did two fifty on some old la 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 la, I think you would do five hundred in three months. If you did two fifty in one month, he was like yes. So now we're starting to cross things off the board because you want to make three thousand dollars. Okay, you already down like we've already made we 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 can put merch down for five hundred dollars. So now you're down to twenty five hundred dollars that needs to be made. What else? I could do speaking okay because before he was like oh I don't know how many speaking engagements a hire should charge for speaking engagement but now bro I said look if it was me I'm looking at the board I'm looking at the people who want me to speak you let them know I would love to make 1500 but in your mind you might take six or seven hundred okay and so you might even push to say you know do you have a budget of two thousand if they push back to 15 or at least a thousand a thousand damn you already halfway done 'cause he said there's some speaking people who have asked him to speak and he's always been like, "Oh, then I'm like, get your no less than 500, push for at least $1,000, you know, but ask for maybe 2,000, 2500, see what they say." So he was already like, "Yo, okay, merch down for 500, speaking down for 1500. Boom, now we're at 2,000 of the 3,3500 that you need." Boy, you know, and so slowly but surely You see how you go from, I don't know what to do, to boom, 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 boom. let's go back to my room. That was fresh. I used to that when I was a kid. I'm like, do you remember that song, boom, 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 let's go back to my room? I was like in second grade. Anyway, but do you see how you go quickly from like, here is an actionable income plan that I can do today. Isn't that really helpful? Because then you could start assigning amounts that you believe you can make. That's why asking yourself the question, have I made money in this space before? Because then you can say, if I was able to make 200, maybe I can make four. Or if my friend or someone who I saw do it, you know, I see that they. if I can estimate they made about 1,000, maybe I could do 2,000. You see what I mean? So I hope that was helpful. You know, I love me some for personal finance, but I also love some business. Um... So here's the thing, here's the thing, we started off friends, if you want me to mentor you, which you know you do, you know, you know, you know, you know you do, um, I actually have a mentorship program called MyMentorTiffany.com, we use this platform called Patreon, and it's 20 bucks a month, it's like 216 for the year, because I think you get like 10% off if you pay for the year, and the benefit, if you pay for the annual, is when I come to your city. So whenever I go to a city, I try my best to have a mentee dinner with about 20 to 25 women as much as a restaurant will allow, which usually they cap it at twenty-five. And then we have dinner together and like we get to like introduce ourselves to each other, share our businesses. I mean it's just an amazing time. Like in Maryland, it was about twenty two of us. Ugh, it was awesome. But if you pay annually, I set aside the first half of the tickets for annual members to because it always sells out. I set aside the first half of the tickets that they get to buy first. And then I leave it like I open up to the rest of the mentees. That's the benefit of being an annual member. You get 10% off and you get access to things before everybody else because it always, always sells out. Um, So, yeah, if you want to join, you want to, it's 20 bucks a month, mymentortiffany.com. I don't talk about personal finance there. Don't come there like, I need, I have the livericheracademy.com for that if you want personal finance, like, you know, courses. Um, But my mentor Tiffany is really me mentoring you in business. Okay. So hopefully that was helpful. I know that was kind of a round away, but, um, I just know that was really helpful for them. And, you know, hopefully that was helpful for you and I will see you at the next B-A-Q-A-A, B-A-Q-A, what to say? The B-A-Q-A with Tiffany, the B-A-Q-A. See you next Friday. All right. Bye y'all.
0: Hey, BA fam, we could not do this show without your support or the support of our team behind the scenes. The Brown Ambition podcast is produced by Imani Crosby and Dennis Stemplinski is our in-house tech guru. I am your co-host, Mandy Woodruff-Santos, and we will see y'all next week, BA fam.